It's rough no, as shit. I was on, um, where was I at? On Francis Street. Lord Jesus, in the hood, honey. Yeah. Straight in the hood. That's my homeboy. The little kids walking to the store because my daughter um yeah, danced over there. She said, can I go to the store? I said... You already know. She said, I told the little girl you want to go. You don't even, you already know I don't even play them games. Right. You're not about to walk getting shot for no Italian ice. No. I don't get you shot for no Not on Italian ice. Because that's what she want to know. You're not dying for no damn ice. No. But it's 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 real. And it's like, you really have to pay attention to things like that. It's sad. Like, you can't even, right. You can't even walk and get a frozen cup. Like, back in the day, like, you could just leave and walk and go where you wanted to go. Yeah. Nobody really cared. Not now. About your welfare in that sense. My kids don't even play in the porch. And I don't live in a bad neighborhood, but you just, any any neighborhood can turn into a bad neighborhood. Right. This is very personal work for me. Politics. Politics. I believe I was called to Sex. tell my story, use my voice, be a Gaze. voice for the community. To speak to and for a community of people that's been ignored, denied, love, love, relationships, religion. This is my life's work. Religion, religion. I want to use words to uplift, heal, inspire, encourage. Do something different. Every Monday at 10. Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I'm Craig the Writer Stewart, and this is so much to say. These are my thoughts in my voice on black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. So I'm in Baltimore, and we're talking about the ceasefire that was actually unsuccessful uh, a couple weeks ago. It was supposed to last for 72 hours, but it only lasted for about 41 hours. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I need to know why you think it was unsuccessful. But I'm going to let you finish opening up, and I need you to start right there. This is my friend Marika. We went to high school together. I can see I'm going to have to gather her already. But, But anyway, I'm originally from Baltimore. So this place will always have a special place in my heart. I haven't lived here for many years. I moved away for college, and then from college, I moved away to Atlanta. But... I've always had family here, so I always visit home and spend time with friends. I've maintained communication with some friends from high school. But I've always been kind of anxious when I come back home. Um, I'm always a little more aware. Like when I'm driving, I always make, at night, I'm always making sure that the doors are locked. Um, when I would visit my mom and stay at her house, I would always make sure that the alarm was set at the end of the night before we went to bed because I just wasn't about those games and um but i never really had that sense of nervousness or worry or concern when i lived elsewhere whether it was in la or whether it was in atlanta until i come home to baltimore i'm always really really conscious of it and what i've realized over the years and i've said it to like my family and some friends that it's i've noticed that it's been like a slow burn it's been like a slow depression if you will and not just in terms of the people, but also the landscape. Like I notice how there's there's a growing number of dilapidated or ben- abandoned houses. Um, at one point, driving down Park Heights or Ricestown Road, you couldn't see to the other side. Like if you were on Park Heights, you couldn't see Ricestown Road because there were houses and because there were trees. But then as the, the, the property started to fall apart, you could see clear across to the other other side. I noticed that the people were either 
severely drug addicted, like nodding on street corners, missing teeth, just looking really, really defeated and depressed. And then I noticed when the whole Freddie Gray thing happened, um, when he was killed by the police, as a result of him being killed, there was an eruption, like there was a, there was a riot. But I believe that, yes, it was about, it was in part about Freddie Gray, but I also believe that it was also about a city that's been depressed, a city that's had a depressed economy, a depressed school system, a depressed people, a depressed working environment, a working community, if you will, or lack thereof. So what do you think it is in terms of this growing number of killings in Baltimore? Because the, one of the first shootouts that I remember was back in the day, I think I was in high school, and it was at Mondamin Mall. It was inside the mall. And as a result, I remember people started calling it Murder Diamond. So what do you think it, it is? Like, do you think it's part because there aren't any opportunities here? Do you think it's partly because of the drug infestation? I think it's the mindset of people in part. Um, I'm going to start, for 20 years I worked in corrections. You know, right. I just retired last year. But listening to the stories of the inmates and how... I think some of them, where we see choices in things, like we make choices, I think they see crime and violence as their only option. When you listen to them talk, a lot of them would say how they were, quote, unquote, born into that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So that's the only lifestyle that they know. And they feel obligated to dad or mom to continue what they would think is a legacy of, crime, selling drugs, killing, mm -hmm. they think that that's a way of life. And I think as the mindset of people, you know, the generation having younger, being Kids. young, having children, mm -hmm. it changed a lot. Like the big mamas of our day are gone. Mm -hmm. You have grandmothers who now are in the clubs with their children. Mm -hmm. That was unheard of back in our day. So I think it has a lot to do with the mindset <clears throat> of the people and how a lot of men and women think that they have to carry on this legacy of the violence. And so when they, even when you see their children, if you look at how they interact with them, they treat them like a homeboy on the street and not raising them to be men or women, you know, mm -hmm. successful men or women. They're raising them as thugs. That's how they treat them. If you look at them, they dress them that way. They talk to them that way. So I think it has a lot to do with people thinking they don't have choices and they only have one option to be. And, and would you say that it's also because there are a lack of options or opportunities here? Because when I think about um, poverty, I think about mental illness because I think mm. it, it sometimes bring a, brings forth mental illness because when you have no, when you don't really see beyond your everyday Right. And every day is a struggle. Every right. day is a grind. Every day you're trying to figure out how to pay your electric bill. You're trying to pay your rent. How you're going to provide food. And you really don't have much money coming in. I think that that brings forth a level of mental breakdown. And defeat, right. You feel defeated. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think that has a lot to do with it. If, you, if you're born into poverty and you can't see past that because... Your mother didn't see past that, or your grandmother didn't mm -hmm. see past that. There's nobody so, to give you that right, past that different torch. Nobody's giving you that push. I get what she's saying. Like to to piggyback off of the po the poverty aspect, 
I think it's a much deeper underlying issue when you talk about the crime and why people were behaving the way they do. I think lead has a lot to do with it. You think what? Lead. Lead. Like lead, lead, yeah. lead paint. Yeah. Because. They said they sweet though. But you, you think about it like if you were to go into the jail system and were like to, to test the, the prisoners in there, I bet you you would find a ridiculous proportion of the dudes have some type of ridiculous lead levels. And that affects like your cognitive skills, reasoning, decision making, all of those things. And then you got that on top of drug addiction. You mix in a little bit of crack with that. You don't know what the hell you're going to get. So, but what's the ratio of kids that are eating lead? It's not like it was back. Not like it was back, but you think about the one, I'm thinking, we're talking about the generation. That was pretty much our generation, though, with the lead. That's behind us. No, this is a whole new breed we're dealing with now, these things. I'm saying the lead thing is a Baltimore thing. We've all lived different cities, inner cities. Only city that got this lead thing going on is Baltimore. And it's in the inner city. But you it's know what only... else I think it is, though? I think, honestly, family dynamics have changed. You know how back in our day, if, let's just say, if your mother was getting high, you had your grandmother. To fall to, back on. To, to fall to back help. on, or your aunt. Yeah. Like you, the family always there was a stuck unit. together. It, it's not like that anymore. But, where grandma live at? On Baltimore Street. No, but what I'm saying in the is house you had with that. lead paint. Well, we weren't eating no lead paint. But you weren't. I'm so just saying. Right. You ain't, I ain't just saying. You, the, to be affected by lead paint, you don't have to eat it. Right, that's true. You can ingest it, right? You can ingest it. Just being around it is harmful to you. Years, like for, from years. Think about how much you at your grandmother's house and how much you're affected by. You got that cousin that you can't figure out why he jar fucked up. Right, I get that, but I think to it's the only point it's that, only something that happens in Baltimore. Like you don't hear about some dude in Philly getting the lead check. But I don't even honestly hear about it. It's like a Baltimore thing. To. It's right. a dirty little secret in Baltimore. That whole yeah, but lead thing. But they've had regu- regulations now where they they can't have. They had to go in and redo that. They had to strip the lead and do all of that kind of stuff. Dude, I'm not saying that they're on people. That was I grew like, up with people. That was like thirty years ago. Po- right. So we're talking about the people. We're talking about these 18 and 19 year olds but now that people, are shooting and killing those people. Those people we're talking about, they their parents. Correct. This is genetics. That, that whole lead thing, that's genetics. This ain't just something. Okay, so that may be a portion of it. But a portion of it is also this drug infestation in this city. Including the lead. He's he stuck on this lead thing. Because once you got the lead, that's but, already but your base. You already got a slight delay in the game. But that's you true, already kind of delayed. Something about the drugs from what I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what I read or what I see on mm-hmm. social media it's a lot more prevalent now teenagers back in our day well, from what I know right we didn't that wasn't even in our you know vocabulary to be worrying about getting high or right. now you see teenagers right I, I don't know if it comes from the music they listen to where they promote I think it's a combination of things you think it's the music that's what I think it's a combination. I think music it could be the music. has a lot music. to do with it. Well, entertainment. Everything to do with it. You think about the music that we listen to, it's like when we grew up, I don't know how old y'all are, but the music that we listened to during the age of these kids, it was more like... Positive. Pos- not most positive, but like, you know, go to school, 
get your shit together. Like, like, like the girls now, they looking up to Beyonce <laughs> and Nicki Minaj and all these other chicks. But the chicks my age, they looked up to like Lauren Hill. But, it can't, but you can't just ascribe it to the music because if right. that's the case, then it should be happening in because Atlanta. Because music is your it life. It should be in, music in, in is Nashville. Your life. You listen to music every day. Right, but it should be happening in other cities. This is this is almost... It's happening in other no, cities. No, the way that y'all shooting and killing people here, that's not happening in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm See, not saying that there isn't gun the violence in Atlanta. The thing about Baltimore is, is disproportionate because it's Baltimore. People get caught up. Baltimore is a small city. Okay, but there are other small cities. Winston-Salem, North Carolina is a small city. That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. But that's, this is not happening in cities like that. So it you is. can't just say, you can't just ascribe it to music because they're listening to the same music shit we're we listening to. Because we had Ice Cube and N.W.A. back right. in the day. I think that there's something to be said about the drug addiction. And like you said, a lot of these parents are on drugs and they pass that legacy down to their children. Some of it could be this lead paint stuff. But my thing is like, You'd have to get into research and studies and all that to, to quantify that, to say, okay, well, it's because right. these motherfuckers have been dr- eating on lead chips from the peeling paint on the walls. So, I mean, you'd really have to get to some sort of a research or some sort of study to say that. I think that part of it is family values. There's a lack of family values. I think there's something to be said about a lack of opportunity in Baltimore because Baltimore has always been a blue-collar city. What opportunity? What opportunity? Let me say that. There's really no industry in Baltimore is what I'm saying. I I came from a huge family. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of family. Yeah. Always had somebody around to look out for me. I'm saying all that to say, now I have three children. Ten, nine, and five. And it's just me and my three children. A lot of my family is still alive. But the dynamics have changed. People are into themselves now. Where they don't reach out, you can't even call for help because when you ask for help, they everybody feel like you're trying to use them or everybody. You know, it's always an angle with people now. It wasn't like that. And what do you think that is? What do you think that is? Because if your family is still alive, the majority of your family is still alive, and if you don't feel like you can reach out to your family, what do you think that is? And that because if it's happening in your family, it's happening and in I, other families. I hear a lot of people say the same thing, and it's it's. You know, because you think it's an isolated incident. Right. But when you have a conversation with other people, they're saying the same thing. And this, and I'm, I have wrecked my brain because it's been going on for about six years in my family, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what what happened. Well, here's you know, what I'll say. I know in, who they are. in my family, the dynamic changed when when the matriarch passed, passed away. When That's my grandmother said, right, died, right. she was the glue. She was the there one that kind of held everything together. She was the reason that we all got together for Thanksgiving for and Christmas and, right, and whatever. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But when she died, it was like each of her children started to have their own Thanksgiving dinners and everybody or their own Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, it wasn't really this cohesive kind of everybody come together and do Thanksgiving together. And that could be. That could, okay. That's when everything started to shift, so that yes. could be it. So good. I was having a conversation with a senior the other day, because everybody here is, how old are you? 26. 26 all yeah, the way up yeah. to 40. I'm 43. I'm 43. 43, okay. And so I was having a conversation with a woman the other day, 75, mm-hmm. and she said that she is almost terrified to leave her house because it's so crazy here. And she said it's to the point that, well, well, she told me about a story on the news, I don't know how long ago it was, I think it happened over east, and it was a 98-year-old man. He got robbed. They came in his house, and, they, and, and where? Dolly Avenue. And they ended up killing him. Mm-hmm. And her thing was, what could this old man have really done to them? Why didn't they just, if they were going to rob him, 
Why not just rob him and just leave the man be? And so for me, it's like you make it to 98 years and to die like that. They pretty much bludgeoned him, according to what she said. She said he was unrecognizable. Well, you know, once again, when we were growing up, because I, I had to reference that, women, children, old people were off, off limits. Off limits, You yeah. did not. I don't care what it was. You're not that old. It was still the same thing with me. You didn't do it. But now it's, they don't care. care. Anybody can get it anywhere. And even still, like you said, I, I was born and bred here. Hung on the west side, east side. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. Wasn't scared of anything. Would hang out. You know, as when you're young, you don't, you don't say too much anyway. Right. Now I clutch my pearls. I'm like a little white woman. When yeah. I'm at a light, baby, Listen, I lock my door. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When I'm here, <laughs> when I'm here, I don't give a damn. Who walking across the street? I'm looking to make sure the door is locked. Listen, I know, this is one of those cities where yo, it can go down at any moment. And you just anybody you can get be, it. You just anybody don't know. can get it. Listen, like you, you my, can be anywhere. I don't care how nice the neighborhood is. It might go to fucking down right there. Yeah. My aunt said you to gotta me the be other ready. Day, so you going out? You, I said, girl, I ain't going out here. Yeah. I said, have you lost your mind? Yeah. I, I didn't come up here to get shot. Yeah. My kids get upset because I don't do. Crowds. If it's right, like if I, I feel like I had to run, I don't have time to be trying to gather up three kids, and we're right. not going. And they they don't understand. And, but this is another thing: we were allowed to be children. We were allowed to go outside, yeah. have fun, run around all day. Children are not allowed to be children anymore. They can't go outside and play. You can't. You have to talk to them like little adults mm -hmm. because you have to have them ready for the world. You just can't. You know, because I they're have, getting shot by straight right, bullets. I have to talk to them like, this is what's going to happen if you do the X, Y, Z. You shouldn't even have to have a conversation with your child about hiding in school, you know, just in case somebody come in and shooting. That's something we didn't have to worry about. Right. So it's, it's just, I think it's a lot. The world is just changed. And kids are not allowed to be kids. They're growing up too quick. And it's just a mess. It honestly is a mess. But I need you to tell me to go back to with your introduction with the ceasefire yes, okay so the, so there was a ceasefire <laughs> yes. and it was supposed yes. to um it was supposed to last for 72 hours right and it, it of no shooting no killing that was the hope that yes. was the hope right so it did i say it failed because two people got killed in 41 hours so you don't think that that 41 hours without a killing was some kind of success for baltimore you don't think so no help me understand that i mean it's semantics like 42 hours but it was the it wasn't a forty one hour ceasefire. But 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 no, but I don't what think I'm that it was successful either. Why not? <laughs> because, because it was with hopes of it being what seventy two. Seventy two. So it wasn't a forty one hour. It, 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 it would have okay. been successful if it was a forty one hour ceasefire. Exactly. But it still was some type <laughs> of success because <laughs> in that forty one hours where you might have one and two people getting killed in twenty four hours, yeah. we didn't reach the goal yeah. though. I'm gonna have to agree with her. Thank I you. believe it was a success. It had, I, I say that specifically only because to have that level of what's the word, that camaraderie, level, that level of camaraderie in a city like Baltimore, where you have all, we all have almost like what two hundred and eleven murders right now. I'm not um, giving you a congratulations on what you're supposed no, to do. No, exactly, yeah. and, that, and, and that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's, there's no way of saying, oh, it was a success. It was, it was a goal that was obtained. So you think there was a level of solidarity? 
for yeah. 41 hours because I don't think that that was a success. No. And I'm really struggling with this whole idea of a 72-hour peace, I mean, a ceasefire because my thing is, what's the goal after that? So, okay, so what if it had reached 72 hours? Can we then if you can so do then 72, then you can do 96. Then you can do 116. So I, I'm guessing that was the goal. We can start here, then we'll go here, then we'll go then here. You gotta start somewhere. That's just like as a baby. What you did? You crawl, then you walk. And then you keep hours, going from though? there. Right, but you gotta start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. 42, it's like, it's like if you, it's like a kid bring home a C. It's like, you passed, you passed, but but it's cool. You passed, but you can do better. So next month, I mean next report card, you may bring home a B, or you may shoot straight to an A. You ain't getting but no Jordans though. You gotta start somewhere. You ain't getting no J's. You shouldn't get J. You shouldn't even get a reward for that. That's something you're supposed to do. Well, that's what he's saying about the kids. <laughs> right. Back, back, back to back to what we were saying. But for somebody who doesn't know that, for somebody who was born into being this person who doesn't know that, you have to <laughs> let them start somewhere. They don't know that you're supposed to act like this over here. Because when they were growing up, all they saw was shooting, fighting, and killing. This is what they saw every day. So where do you start them at? I really think that what has to be done, I think there needs to be an evaluation. Because I think a lot of this, like I was saying earlier, I don't think this violence or this killing is specific to one thing. I think, it, I think it's, a, it's an amalgamation of things. So a part of it, I think, also is some mental illness stuff going on. I think that some of this stuff, yeah, I think some of these people are mentally ill. And I don't necessarily mean they're bipolar or they've had a nervous breakdown. Or I think some of them may be suffering from extreme depression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that this is just what they know to do. I think some of it is legacy stuff, like you mentioned earlier. So I think it's a mixture of things. So what what do you think? I think... I'm not going to... Well, depression is real. Trust me, I know. Right. It's very real. And I right. think there are degrees of depression. Right. Because I've experienced a depression. You and I have talked about your right. depression. But I think that there are uh, degrees of depression, and I think there are certain things or different things that trigger a depression. Right. You know what I mean? I think sometimes depression comes because you're just completely disadvantaged and you just don't have resources. Sometimes you're de- uh, depressed because of a, uh, a health issue and you, you're unable to do the things that you were able to do before. I think there are a series of things that, that provoke or instigate depression. But in this case, in the case of Baltimore and what's, what we're seeing here, I think there really needs to be a conversation about wiping guns off the streets. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the conversation that needs to, needs to happen. Moreover, I think there needs to be a conversation about who we are as a people mm-hmm. and where we've come from. Because a lot of these kids that are out here, and it's not just kids, because it's adults, it's grown-ass people mm-hmm. out here shooting and killing people too. I think a part of it is, they don't know the rich legacy from which they come. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about rich legacy, I'm talking about the kings and queens that we come from as a people, but all the way down to the Malcolm X's, to the Marcus Garvey's, to the W.E.B. Du Bois. I mean, all of that stuff. Because I think that the more you know about who you are, the more you know, the taller you can stand. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that a lot of these people really know who they are. And they marvel at white wealth. Mm-hmm. because it appears that white folks just right. have it all and they have it because they work for it mm-hmm. and they don't really know the legacy or the history that a lot of it was passed down to them. They also marvel at the, the wealth and the glitz and glam and the bling from the entertainment industry. So I think it's really about re-educating the people in this city. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on what anybody... Yeah, hold up though. Um, for FYI, Freddie Gray had legs. He is still just, on this list. Just, just to let y'all know, okay. that's a fact. What's y'all take on? That's a fact. I'm trying to um, 
what's this new law they're trying to pass where if you get caught with a weapon or something, then you that's a mandatory year. A mandatory, okay. Mandatory and, sentencing and stuff? Yeah. That's, hold I, I got, can I speak on that? That is from, not to say he your boy, but that's from your boy, uh, as Attorney General Jeff Sessions. He passed that law. He no, but I want to know what you think about it. As far it, it as it sucks because it's a form of voter suppression, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because that mandatory minimum <coughs> law, it's a law that they gave Hillary Clinton a hard time about. Mm-hmm. With the whole, if you go to jail no matter what, they gave her a hard time about this law. Like matter of fact, the people that Obama was pardoning are people that was in jail because of that law. Mm-hmm. And not only is it. Um, <laughs> voter suppression, but it's also the criminalization of black people. Yeah. Because they already know, you already know from statistics that a lot of black people use... Once you're a convicted felon, you can't vote. Well, it's being overturned in some places. Right. Um, Not in, in some places you can vote. So that's the thing that a lot of people don't know, that you can actually vote. So, But in terms of the criminalization of black people, part of it is because, just like with weed, yeah. like weed carried like really, really strong um, penalties... At one point, because the majority of people that were passing and transferring and using weed were people people of color, black people, Latino people. But now you see white people using it for medicinal purposes, and now it's um, it's legal. So you got legions of black people and people of color in jail for using marijuana, but now it's legal and people can make money off of it. So y'all gonna go and release these people that are in jail? Right. So it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. With with these um, with the weapons charges. Yeah. All right, I need, to go, I need to piggyback over here with the ceasefire thing. I'm okay, because you, you're not done with the ceasefire. She feels a certain way about the ceasefire. Yeah, because I, you know, I felt like they accomplished something. I really did. But you made the comment that, um, don't look at me like that, that um, <laughs> you, you're not going to get them credit for something they're supposed to be doing anyway. So I'm just curious as to where you think they're supposed to start or what, what, what would you suggest for them to do? Not the ceasefire, just not kill, but we talking to criminals because that's what they did. So, I mean, like, where, where, where are they supposed to start? What do you mean? Where are they supposed to start? You said you don't think it was successful. I don't think it was successful at all. So, so had they went seventy-two hours, so what made it unsuccessful? Had they went seventy-two hours. They went seventy-two hours. So if they went seventy-two hours and five minutes, they and somebody got killed. <laughs> seventy-two hours and five minutes. <laughs> right. if somebody got killed. Somebody would have. It would have just been 72 hours and five minutes. There was no consolation prize for the 72 hours anyway. It was no grand finale finishing prize. No, it wasn't. There was no prize. There was no prize. It was, so you need a prize not to kill. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what so I'm saying. What was, what was the end, what was the finale prize anyway? What was what was the consolation? I had one person with me. Now he. What was, was the consolation? He watches some real <laughs> shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody with you. Because first of all, listen. It was just. All I'm saying is, I think I think the effort was there. I, who organized the ceasefire? I wanted. Um, was it organizations here in Erica, Baltimore? Erica uh, Bridgeford and LNG. I, I they, think they, they did they a good were, job. Yeah, it was, it was a good job. It they was did a good job. And and I applaud the effort, but it was unsuccessful because we did not make. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not criticizing the effort. I think the effort was great, and I think we somebody have should have stepped it. up and done something. But what I am saying is, at 41 hours, it wasn't a success. Even if it had made 72 hours, my question would have then become, okay, so now what's, what's next? next? 
So y'all gonna start killing on, so the, on the next day? Seventy five is on. But you have to start somewhere. That's my. That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. So my question is, yeah, the start was to put the ceasefire in place. But what's the work after that? I, I think. I think they're still. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. They should have figured that out. Right, so if we would have made before, 72... Before they announced... So <laughs> they, they gave they, 41 they, they hours, still coming up. Right. They still right. coming up with what so to do next. if we made the 72 hours, I feel like that. if we made the 72 hours, then would it have been a return a gun drive after that? that so, there you go. So, like, my thing is, in the 72 hours, why didn't they say, okay, during the 72 hours, we also, we don't want you to shoot, but we want you to turn in your guns. But, but I haven't think, they done that before? But I think one we'll of them do it again because clearly these motherfuckers got guns. I think one of them said it like, yo, it was an experiment. An experiment? No, they are still doing... It um, was an experiment. Which one? An experiment? No, they still doing Ceasefire 365. That's what it's What's called. That? 300 a year. Like well, three. Somebody still got something. Yeah, a whole lot of people still have something, but that's... Well, where's the black church in all of this? Are yeah, the black churches? Don't they're, they're they're holding, please don't get Jamal Bryan in this. Uh, they no, they, they do have. <laughs> please. That's where we at now, though. Did they, so wait, are you saying that they go in the go church with guns? They got security and everything now. They're preaching with them on their hips. This is like mini Beirut. I cannot. It's serious. I'm letting you know the truth. Listen. It is real out there. It's real out there. So are you like... But did you blame them now? Honestly. My kids now, don't live here no more. If you were on the pulpit, because you, because you know people walking up in churches now, yeah, they are. doing what the they got there, and you can get it anywhere. So, so you yeah, the, the white boy that did that that killed the nine uh, parishioners. Yeah, down in Charleston. Right. I mean, so Do you, you know he got like true story. The white boy that killed the parishioners in Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. he got attacked in jail <laughs> by this dude in jail. The dude that attacked him got so much money, he out of jail now. Okay, so listen. <laughs> I, why do you keep veering off? I'm sorry. Like, I'm all over the place. Clearly. So you have two boys, and two they up. live out of state. They don't live here no more. So is it because of Their mom, what's happening here? She felt as though it was cheaper for her to live there and commute here to work every day. And we both agreed that we don't want to raise kids in the city. In Baltimore City. In Baltimore City. It's like, it's too many cons. So how do you feel in terms of having kids and sending them to school? And do you worry, like, daily? Or is it, it's not something you think about daily? Oh, yeah, I worry daily. And I pray for my children daily. That's a con. But I'm going to get back to you in a second. Anywho. <laughs> All right, shit. I'm going to deal with this first. Anywho, because I'm not working now, uh-huh. I can... It, it makes me a little more comfortable because I can go to their school and, you know, and point. watch them. I try to keep them as busy as possible with um, extracurricular activities. But what I will say is, as soon as I get my first chance to leave, I feel the same way. Really? And I, I love Baltimore, mm-hmm. everything about it, but it's just too much. So where, where are you thinking in terms of moving? That's a good question. So do you York. think you? I'm coming huh? to your house probably for a couple months and then. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> he said Atlanta. Oh, so you're thinking about moving to Atlanta, okay? And you you're okay living in Baltimore? Well, I'm in a long distance relationship. Where is she? Chicago. So are you? So are you gonna move to Chicago? No, she's oh, moving about, here. Oh, I'm about to say that's one of the <laughs> things, y'all. That, that, now right. that's that's shy right. right there. Let me say she lives right. in Chicago. It it's is. like uh. 
She lives in She's Chicago, in the suburb. Like, always Mills. She's probably in, like, um... That's unimportant. Stricken yeah. Calhoun. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm here with that. It ain't no 21216. I can't stand you. It ain't no Harlem Park. So, 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 there is no better neighborhood when you're talking about Baltimore. Because at one time, I grew up on the west side. We grew up on the west side. And at one time, it was always, oh, they, they do all that shooting on the east side. Right, right. Yeah, but oh. now it's just like... You can get it wherever. You can get it on the remember, south side. Remember, Columbia was the place to be. Columbia, like White Columbia. Marsh. Now, you know, it, it, it really Hoffa County. Ironically, you know why I feel safe? I feel safe in Mondawmin. Why? Because it's civilized there. Like, Mondawmin, you get what's going to be there. You go to Towson, you don't know... What that used to be the nice too. Yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you something about Towson that I noticed. Hold your thought. It's a classist mall. Like all the black stores downstairs. Like when you go down to that lower level, it gets very urban. Mm-hmm. Just a note, just a little just observation. Like the back of the but I'm just saying, like, it's a lady that sell blunts on the lower level. I I bought blunts. So what what was the point you were gonna make? I was just going to say, I'm sorry. I'm you all know, over the place. in a place where... Oh, you grayed out, but he mad as shit. You, you, I clutch my pearls everywhere You need to twist up something. But over there, yo. some people down. are comfortable in their environment. Like, even when I take my kids... Prime example, I took my kids to a <laughs> back-to-school rally where they was giving uh-huh. out. This was a couple, about two years ago. I volunteered at one yesterday. I, oh, took yeah. them. I can't remember Craig. where it was, and if I did remember, Craig I wouldn't say it. But it was, it was <laughs> somewhere in, like, the Pulaski Highway, mm-hmm. like Hollandtown area. Mm-hmm. When they got out the car, they said, can we go home? They didn't even want, because Your children not, said that. They're not used to the stuff that was going on. It was it was busy. It was a whole lot of stuff. The people, they're not used to that catalog. Like, you would have thought they was born in uh, Beverly Hills somewhere. They, oh, can we? Cause, but they didn't feel comfortable, so we left. Because what were they doing? Like, what were the people doing? Nucking and bucking, and they, you know. <laughs> what is nucking and bucking? Twerking and, and fuck. I, I mean, they I was like just that. all over, like, just doing what those neighborhood people do. I think the fun, young people call it screaming, lit. Horse shop, playing. You know. Right, but it, was, <laughs> it wasn't the type of area they were used to. And they didn't feel comfortable, so really we is. left. Listen, well, I went to one yesterday. A friend of mine Horse has a nonprofit play. organization. And they did a back-to-school giveaway yesterday. They would give... Well, they did, like, a uh, a bounce house. They mm-hmm. had a DJ out there. Um, they gave away backpacks with school supplies mm-hmm. inside. They had, like, hot meals for them and everything. When I tell you them Negroes carried on so bad... First of all, it was in the parking lot of an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Y'all driving through speed and blowing the horn like y'all don't see these people in the middle of the parking lot. And people looking like, slow down. Like, what you doing? That's first. The DJ, a lesbian, was about to get into it with one of the female <laughs> organizers. She about to fight with her. I got a visual. Like, girl, are you here DJ. to help entertain these children? Or are you here to start foolishness? Then the leasing agent from the complex got into it with one of the parents. Oh, gosh. They had to really... Well, let's have a net. Organize and give out the book, <coughs> the backpacks because people, of course, were trying to get multiple. Two and three. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it was just too much. And so the organizers said to me, they said, listen, it is so hard to give and volunteer in our community. Like, they really wanted to shut it down early. Like, it was from 2 to 7. But at 5 o'clock, they were ready to shut yeah. shit down. And some of you go to, it's from 2 to 7. You get there at 2.15, everything gone because Nay Nate and took 
three and four backpacks. Yeah, and only got one child who's not even in school. And you she's know? selling it. They sell it. Like, some people the come to those things and get gone. the stuff People just don't care anymore. They just don't care. So, have you had any personal accounts of, like, gun violence? Like, oh, anybody you know? Or have you been a, the victim of anything? Yeah, my cousin got killed. When Can't I nobody hear you over there mumbling. Man, he won't talk loud. Right. Oh, please. When you were talking about lead paint, you was all in the mic. All in the mic. Freddie Gray got lead, though. Go Look ahead that up. story. My cousin got shot in the head on some gang stuff. So there are gangs here, too? Absolutely. Yes, indeedy. Really? Especially all through the jails. Oh, my. It's really Because you, you come yeah. from the correctional mm-hmm. facility. Yeah, it's real. And so there were gangs... They're gangs on the streets of Baltimore. Gangs on the streets, and they infiltrated in the jails, and they're running. The jails. The jails. What you mean they run in the jails? So you were working there, so they were running you? Absolutely not. So, so how did you was not running sis. Sergeant by... They were not, the they were not running who? Sergeant Baden did 20 years without hey. a hit, chair, because I only played them games. Hey. So what, what you mean they weren't running when you? When I say them bastards that was in there eating lobster and... How do they get lobster? Hey, 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 hold on. You're saying too much. I don't work there no more. Go ahead. No. Oh, you good, you good. Yeah, Go ahead. I was so making sure the statute of limitations is up on that they, shit. Um, what, they listen to the podcast you ever heard, in jail? Um, what's Maybe. his name? Tavon. Niggas got Facebook and everything now. They just else. did a, um, yeah, the BGF a BET, guy. Tavon, I wanted to say his name, Tavon White. Don't quote me on that. Though, mm. But I know his first name was Tavon. But he was running stuff from the inside. He had people, like officers. It was a big thing. People got locked up. Did time. Didn't he have a girl pregnant or something? Three. Yeah. He had three, three girls. Three officers. He had three, three officers. Well, you know, my brother spent 23 years in jail, and he was originally in Jessup. For mm-hmm. those of you listening, Jessup is like 30 it's minutes cut. outside of Baltimore. Right. But they learned that he was having a relationship with a female correctional officer, and they moved his ass four hours away. Oh, yeah. So they, this guy, you're saying, had a, had three girls this pregnant? This was in the city. He had three officers. Pregnant. Pregnant. And he had them working... Like, bringing stuff in. So they said, oh, he was eating real good steak and lobster. And so how were they smuggling? So I guess they were bringing it in as if it was their own lunch? They were, see, when one person gets in trouble, it's like a snowball effect. Uh-huh. Because when you come in, you're supposed to be searched. You're, everyone is supposed to be searched. So that would mean they weren't searched. Or it could have been the person at the door was working with them. You know, you just never know. Mm-hmm. But So even when you reported to work, you still had to be searched? You had to be searched. Okay. Every time you left out of the building, you have to be when you come back, you're supposed to be searched. Every time. So he was eating well. Eating well. Because I know my, bro- well. my brother said that they had, um, some of them had access to cell phones. They oh, were yeah, text yeah. messaging and that kind of thing, which is considered contraband, mm-hmm. right? A cell phone? Contraband, yep. They're not supposed to have cell phones. Um, so how did you navigate around getting controlled? Oh, Office I didn't work there. I worked in Jessup. Oh, okay. But this happened in the city. This oh, so you may know my brother. Oh, the cut. What's his name? James Soller. They call him Dollar. They call him Dollar. Was he um, the house? No, the tell you. I'm going to show you a picture of him. I don't know. Yeah, was, I don't know. Because remember I said he was the in Jessup. He was in Jessup for a while. I actually... Didn't, I worked on transportation, which means I escorted them to court in the hospital. So I did that for 19 years. I only worked inside of an institution, like, fully for one. But I was on the road, taking them back and forth to court. That's what's mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Okay. But, you know, being in there, you see all kinds of stuff. And you hear the inmates talking. But, you know, it. yeah, gangs were really, really heavy inside of jail. They're really, really heavy. And so you're and saying they that they out into, into the streets. Yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. So they all work. It's a corporation for like, like they work together. 
they get what inside they need. and outside. Inside and outside, they work together. And so, do you think that some of the killings that we see in the city may be like with with the case of the ninety eight year old guy I was talking about? Do you think that sometimes it's initiation? Kind I don't, of do, stuff? do they still do initiations? Yes. I don't know because I'm do? not in the game. They do. They, do. they definitely do. Because I have, I have not heard nothing about... In, I didn't even think they still did initiations. They do that bullshit. Wow. Still, yeah. So... so, so it's possible the 98-year-old man could have been. It's probably. Why else would they? It's definitely possible. Because you got to do it like... Just and you case. know what? While we on the subject, let's discuss this too. The whole dynamic was men being men. Like, where all this whining with the damn men come from? Because men want to be women now as far as taking on the male role in the household. I'm confused. Like, when did women become men and men become women? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, what do you mean in terms of, like, the role reversal? Yeah, you know, as far as leading the household. Uh Um, So you have women leading the household, you mean? Right. It could be because of a lack of men being around and locked up or whatever. But even when they're present, they don't want to... It looks... Like, and this is coming from hearing women talk and living it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I'm living it, honey. They don't want to step up and do what men, what our grandfathers... Take on the responsibility. Right, you know. So do you think that has a, 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 I would think so. an effect on the violence, too? Because there isn't any structure in the yeah, home. I, I believe that so. male presence. I believe, and I'm, I don't know if the men stressed out. They whine and scream and howl, crying about stuff. But... That's normally the woman's job. Now you see, it's just the whole, everything is just screwed up if you ask me. I don't know where it comes from. I disagree totally with everything she just said. Oh, Lord. Okay. You great tell us why. I'm great tell you why. She said, like, basically, men turning into pussies. Well, those weren't her words, but go ahead. But, you know, in a general, I bowled it down. Now, what I'm saying is, women have evolved to breadwinners, you know, CEOs or whatever. Would you say by choice or by force? No, they, they, they've evolved because, like, they're women. They're going to, they're going to want different By things. choice or by force? Because let, me, cause let see, me say this. See, see, I ain't, you ain't let me finish. I'll let you finish. That's not going nowhere. I'll let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm going to let you see? finish. I'm going to hold on to All my right, dog. Thank you. Land the plane, goddammit. <laughs> hey, listen here. Enjoy the flight. I'm just saying... Women want it both ways. Can't have it both ways. Can I speak as a woman? Go ahead, say it. No, we don't. I would love to be able to sit back and know that a man is doing what he's supposed to do as a man. Women don't mind being submissive if they can, but we don't have a choice. We have to step up and take on the role because men aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And let me add to this. Part of what's happened is, you asked, is it by force or by choice? Part of it has been by force when you talk about a system of oppression and a system of racism. Because women, black women in particular, have been given opportunities that black men men have not been given. But then also, when we look at the black middle class, the black, black women are responsible for the growth of the black middle class. Mm-hmm. Period. They've evolved. But, 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 but are black men evolving as well? I don't think they had to. Well? I just think they did because of who they are. If they didn't, what would happen? 
Like they they gonna keep evolving. Well, but, like but, women don't evolve because they have to. They just evolve because that's what they do. But, like but some a men CEO, don't evolve? a woman that's a CEO of a company, she didn't do it because she had to. She did it because she wanted to. She evolved to become that, not because oh I gotta do this or nobody gonna do it for me. So you saying that black men just language? Like women get they away. Don't have the women love. I think women love to say oh. I'm doing it all by myself. No matter what the guy does, I've never heard a woman. Uh, yo, listen, I've never heard a woman say a dude is doing everything he's supposed to do. I've never because heard because he ain't doing it. it. Exactly. Then you just answered your own. No, but but why? What what do you want? Like, what do you want from a guy? I want you to take care of the house. I want you to stand you want up perfection. and do. You want no, perfection. No, it ain't about perfection because our grandfathers and great grandfathers did. They died. Yeah. I, I mean, they died. died. But what I'm saying is, they did, with the little they had, they took care of their families. It didn't matter what they may have been doing on the side, out in the streets. Home came first. You can't compare that to this because back then you can buy a car for $6,000. But the, not, but the but the economy was different. And, and, right. and, and still, it was, it, the amount of a car still had nothing to do with value. Right. It does. No. It does because it's like... Right. With what they had. But they didn't. But but women providing also, they evolved. Have, like we, I said, we have to. So have this is what I'm provide. saying. I have three children. I'm a single right. parent. I could take six. I ain't never heard a woman say, "Oh, my husband's the best ever." No, wait a minute. Let me say this. I can no. take six dollars. I have. And you might need to change the circle. How I need to. But if you ask a man, can they contribute and do something? They'll just say, "I don't have it," because they don't see a way of taking that six dollars and pro- providing for a family. Because they're worried about self. That's what I mean, the dynamics. See? I don't want to be. generalization. No, it, it's Every the truth. Every man think that way. That's my truth. All right. I, I can only tell you about my truth. I can't tell you about anybody else's. Now, on the flip side, if I ever run into somebody who is doing what they're supposed to do, I'm going to hold them up. I'm What's not doing what you're supposed to do, though? Be like, the provider, right? doing what you're supposed to do as a man, just like a woman is supposed to do. You think that guy's single? Do. Is that guy single? That guy is he doing what he's supposed to do and all that? Is he single? Whether he's single or not, if, that, if you have responsibilities, whether you're married, single, you still have to take care of your response. It doesn't stop because, oh, I'm having a bad day. And that's what a lot of men think. I, um, or I don't have it. So what you supposed to do? Sit, um, sit little Timmy in the corner until you have it? No. Living doesn't stop. Being a parent doesn't stop. Being a provider does not stop. It still has to continue yeah. whether you have it or not. You have to figure it out. Yeah. That's what women do. We figure it out. Where yeah. the men, a lot, and I'm not just yeah. saying, because, wait, let me finish, because realize. there's a lot of men who are providers, and it's sorry-ass women out here. It go both ways. But you figure it out. You just can't stop. And that's the, it's like a role reversal. So what do you, want, you want somebody to provide for you? Because you not, said provide. No, I, what, I hear, her said saying, provide no, what I hear her saying is she wants somebody to help contribute. Right. No. Not provide Someone to me. be present. Someone to participate in raising those three kids. Right. All right, Dr. Phil. It's the truth. I prefer Gideon LeVander. <laughs> let me say that. Because I don't, need, I, I don't need nobody to do anything. I have my own house. I have my own truck. I take care of my children the best way I can. On my own. I worked 20 years for the state. Did all of it on my own merit. But... It would be damn sure nice if somebody helped take that load off of me. There's nothing wrong with having help. There's nothing wrong with wanting help. I'm not saying anything wrong with having help. 
But the help, you got some some high standards for the help. That ain't high standards. Okay, so listen, let me ask you this. I asked for Bill Gates. What's that? <laughs> so so, so you let's talk. You're for a lot. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Yo, that's all you're asking for is what you, you, you're not talking about what you're giving. No, she, that is, she just I told you told what she you. gave. You're not listening. That's what, you, that's what it is. She just told you that's, what she's giving. Yo, that was it? That's not enough? No. If that not, is. Not, if, not compared to the laundry list that you request from my guy. What laundry list? What, being what, a provider? What did you hear her say? Yeah. What's the laundry list she asked for from a guy? He got to provide. He got a job. Help me out. Wasn't that what she just said she did? Isn't that what men and women supposed to do for each That's other? Basic. So That's what, basic. So what guys, what, what so what a guy don't do? What, I what, didn't what, say he must own you, his if, own company, be a multi I'm not saying that, that. But I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, what, is, is, is it ever enough? So asking him to do what I'm doing is too is much? It, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's too much. I'm just saying, whatever is he doing, is it ever enough? It you just named basic shit that no, was I'm just asking, so I right, don't right, know. I just asked you a question. Is is whatever the man doing? What she's is saying is she hasn't had a man that stepped up to do exactly it. what she does. If, if 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 it was like this, going both ways, it would be absolutely enough. But you just named a whole bunch of basic stuff that sound like it was a shitload of stuff to you. No, I'm just saying it's not I'm just saying. All I'm saying is it's what not all the men. Like you're making it like it's all the men. No, like, I said it's like, sorry. You act like it's men. No, no, no. She men ain't bringing nothing to the table at all. Like, oh, no, I said it's sorry. He I gotta do this. He gotta do that. He gotta do this. But it's like main time. It's like, all right, that's cool. Dude's willing to do that. But it's like, why? Well, what? where are they at? Really? Yeah. Where they at? What? I mean, the dudes you name and they got a girl. They chilling. Oh, they okay, in a so relationship. Let's, so let's tie this in. So do you think that? There's a correlation between the kind of man that you can't find and some of this gun violence that's happening in the streets because perhaps they just don't have the the hustle and that's for lack of a better word, I don't mean street hustle. Right. They don't have that grime to really stand up and go out there and do what they're supposed that drive, that ambition. And I think it is a lot of men out here that could have that potential, but like you said, they don't have the drive or they maybe didn't have someone to show them. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, the tools. They don't have the tools. So, they pretty much lost. And that's when, usually, that's when you see a man who is living off of a woman, Mm -hmm. being taken care of, like one of the damn children. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Being kept. Yeah, being a kept man. And it's okay for a minute until the woman gets tired of it. It, Mm -hmm. Because everything gets old. And if you... I I can't understand for the life of me why any woman or man would want to be in a situation... Because there's women like that, too, who... Just want to be with a man and not doing nothing mm-hmm. for themselves. I can't understand for the life of me on either part. How that's attractive to a yeah, person. Yeah, how you would want to even be that person who is That's not... the same thing as asking somebody, like, how you like him if he beats you. It's the same thing. It's like, you don't know what that is. Like, whatever that is. No, because usually that. when a person is that getting beat... That was an beat, extreme example. Right, but, but usually like, when a person is getting beat, it. they stay because they don't know how they're going to make right. it financially if right. they leave. That's usually what happens. Or they're afraid, like, they don't know what's going to happen. Without them. Right. So what do you think, what, what's, what, what's next? Like, what do you think a step or a remedy is for what's happening in this city of Baltimore or cities like Chicago? What, what do you think has to happen? Like, what do you think is, do you think this administration is going to snap some people into place? Not, not meaning that he's going to do it for us, but meaning, do you think some of these people will wake up 
and see what's happening in the world around us, whether it's the, the gun violence that's happening between the cops and the people of color. Do you think that that's going to kind of snap people into place and think, okay, we really need to wake up and... No, I don't. I just think it's a loss. Just like um, with the I'm bringing in the Kaepernick situation. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, I don't, I've been reading up on it. I really don't know a whole, whole lot about it. I just know that he took a knee. You know, I saw, Mm -hmm. and I understand what that was all about. But I, you know, looking at some people comments on Facebook, some black people, I guess they feel like, oh, it's not affecting me or it's not happening to me, so mm-hmm. what do I care? It's a lot of people that that's just lost. That mentality, I just right. don't understand. Of course, I don't even comment on it because then what's it the point a, of going back and forth yeah, with somebody yeah. who just don't get it? It's right. not real to them to us on their front door. Absolutely. Right. So, it's, I mean, people are just lost, confused. They don't care. I had a conversation with one of my friends and she was saying, you know, I, well, I like football, so it don't matter to me. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Right. So, you know, what I find interesting and I posted about this on my Facebook is, you know, these same people um, that were talking about boycotting Chrisette Michelle because mm-hmm. she performed at the inauguration mm-hmm. are these same people that don't see the, 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 the need to boycott the NFL or to right. support Kaepernick. Right. Because the reality is if they do it to him for taking a stand and exercising his freedom of speech, then they'll do it to one of these other ones. Right. You know, and I just feel like athletes in this day and age need to be more like the athletes of yesteryear. Because when you saw people like Muhammad Ali Mm -hmm. and Jim Brown, they spoke out out about civil rights and that kind of thing. And this is this is a civil issue. They just want us to stay in our place, absolutely. But we have to be willing to sacrifice and take a stand together. But they're trying to make it about the flag and exactly. But it's not. About that. Right. They're trying to shift the issue from right. why he did it in the right. first place. And it was because of all of the black people that are getting shot down by the police. Right. It's not about the flag. Like, the Star Spangled Banner was written in 1814. Let me, let me tell you something about white folks. They're clear about why he did it. They they're just why. trying to distract yeah. Yeah. black And folks. they're doing a hell of a job. Absolutely. They're doing a hell of a job. Absolutely. Because he's being blackballed because of that. They're making about the flag. They're basically not, trying to punish right. him. Right. Meanwhile, you have rapists. Ray Lewis. You have uh, misogynists, you know, batterers. Wife beaters. Exactly. And yeah, nobody's, yeah. nobody's boycotting or trying to get them out of the league. Yo, the dude that played for the Eagles called a guy a nigga on camera. And yo got a contract extension. He called him, he said, you come over that fence, I'll beat you, you fucking nigga. On camera. Riley Cooper, that's his name. You can look it up. Any final thoughts on the gun violence in Baltimore? I'm just praying that... Um, but I you said it was a success, though. The start. I think it was. Yes, I do well, think it was the start that. of let's a end success. That a positive and that's note. what I was getting ready to say. I'm, I'm praying that the ceasefire, although, you know, it started at 41 hours. 41 hours. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, it'll it's been be, like five murders since the ceasefire. Okay, I mean, okay, nothing is... Pro- you can't stop everything. <laughs> I'm it, just saying. You know, Rome wasn't and built I, in a day. You got to start somewhere is what I'm saying. Right. So I commend them for even taking a step towards finding a solution instead of just sitting there always talking about the problem and not doing anything about it because people can sit around all day and talk about what the issues are and what isn't working. But it, what are you doing about it? If you're not helping, then you're hindering. So, you're part of the problem. Right. So, I mean, I so I commend for them for 
even trying, like even starting somewhere. I commend them for that. So kudos to you, but I'm Erica saying, Bridgeford. Listen to what you just said. You're giving them kudos for not killing anybody. But you gotta. But we're talking about people who <laughs> this is all props. they know. Good job for no one killing these. Absolutely, other. because some people, this is what they're born that's into. That's what it's come to. That's what it's come to. You gotta start somewhere. Damn. If this is all you know, if I'm gonna go with the lead paint because you like stuck on paint. the lead paint. With the lead, Freddie. He thinks that the lead paint is the reason that right, everybody's all, all of this. If all you ate for I'm ten years you. was lead paint, lead paint, and I bring you a cheeseburger. But you don't know nothing about a cheeseburger. You might pick at it for a minute until it becomes the norm for you. And then, before you know it, you're graduating a new level. So you got to start somewhere. So you're saying lead, not the root of all of this? No, lead is not the root of all of this. Lead is the root of all of this. People been eating paint chips for years and they act like they're and children. their children are the ones that's in jail acting crazy. No, I think it's deep for the pain. And it's hereditary. Yeah, yeah, you've already made that point. We're not going to revisit that right now. <laughs> I'm telling you to lay it, yo. Yeah, good luck. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is so much to say. I'm Craig the Writer Stewart. Follow me on Instagram at Craig the Writer Stewart. My Facebook is Craig the Writer Stewart. The website, www.craigthewriterstewart. Be sure to subscribe. Don't forget, share this podcast with your friends, your family, your network. Be safe, especially if you're in Baltimore. Really, yo? Keep loving yourself. <laughs>